Welcome to the Black Girls Wine Podcast, your source of joy and Black excellence, where we share the stories of wine lovers unapologetically operating in their greatness. I'm your host, Shayla Vernado. Cheers to excellence. Let's do this. This week, I sat down with Jordan Diggs, co-founder of The Wine Guys. They make some pretty awesome wine tools that you guys will have to check out. In this episode, Jordan and I get the opportunity to talk about what it means to lead by example and how he is operating in his excellence. I really enjoyed this conversation. There's so many things that you'll be able to share with your friends, quotes, tweetables. I mean, just post it and share everywhere, okay? Make sure after the episode, you tune in as we talk about the word of the week, which is aeration. Have no clue? Stay tuned. Cheers and toast to this Black excellence. I'll drink to that. All right, everybody, we are back, and I am chatting with Jordan Diggs of The Wine Guys. Hey, Jordan. Hi, Shayla. I am so excited to have you on. Jordan, let's kick off by telling the peeps what you do. Talk to the wine friends a little bit about who you are. Yes. Um, So I am Jordan Diggs. I co-founded the wine accessory company, The Wine Guys. Um, my family, I grew up, so I am uh, half Italian. My mom's Italian. That's the other side of me. Um, mm-hmm. But they were huge, huge wine people. And I kind of grew up around people that made wine, whether for hobby or for um, selling it, like farmer's markets, things like that. And it was always like a big passion of mine. However, I am awful in any type of kitchen. So I realized that I was better <laughs> suited for um, building the culture around wine. And that's kind of what inspired the wine guys, the products and you know the venture, the lifestyle, things like that are what, what I push for. Okay, if you're awful in the kitchen, how are you with pairing wine? Like, how did you, how are you there? So, to be honest, I use a lot of books to do that. Um, (laughs) So, I do have a couple wine subscriptions. And whenever you get the, you know, the boxes in the mail, Uh they send the books with it. So, I always read through, like, what kind of fish should I pair with this? Or what kind of steak with this one? So, um, it looks good to people. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Look, they don't know. So, you guys make wine accessories or you provide wine accessories. Um, Talk to me a little bit about the accessory company. Yes. So, um, one thing that we ran into is when I realized a lot of people that I know, I'd ask them, like, hey, like, you know, you know the wine tumbler is they like no I'm like could you go buy me one pick things up just like trying to gauge my friends and things like that and so what we realized is we don't have um any go-to products that we want to buy we do for like everything else so mm-hmm. what we realized is is like let's let's just make them so we do actually manufacture them um and ship them mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. and everything like that which is cool but currently what we have is like the insulated tumblers um mm-hmm. those are really important we see them everywhere, um, Yeti-ish. Um, Yetis are insulated. They're cups that they use for, like, coffee and hot right. cocoa and stuff. But mm-hmm. ours are actually better for cold beverages, not so much hot. So it will keep something hot for, like, I think an hour. But uh-huh. for cold beverages, we're talking two, three, four hours. So oh, wow. when you pour wine, it won't change temperatures, which is important. Because, I mean, red wine is always better when chilled, um, as <laughs> everyone knows. And then I didn't realize that how important stoppers were. If you've never used a silicone stopper, then you're missing out. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to re-put corks and stoppers. It's extremely difficult. And I've actually spilled 
wine multiple times doing that, staining carpets <laughs> and shirts, which is not the best, but yeah, right. things like that. And then corkscrews. Um, it's, you know, the only place I know corkscrews are either like at a wine store, which are like the more traditional ones, or if you want like a butterfly one, which is what we produce, you go to Walmart and it's like raggedy and it's got a helix screw and it destroys the cork and drills into it, doesn't go right. in well. And I wanted to avoid that. So I was trying to like build products that I want to use mm-hmm. um, that also we can build a brand and lifestyle around, not just a physical thing to sell for the sake of making money. Gotcha. I love it. Okay. So do you feel like you found your purpose in life or your calling, My um, calling. <laughs> operating in the realm of like providing these awesome wine accessories? I, I do. Um, I think it's fun to be able to build anything for, as you say now, for the culture. Um, anything <laughs> yes. like that. Is, do it for the culture. It's, <laughs> it's cool. It's fun. Because um, again, looking at our demographic, and we see it everywhere. Like my 10 year, 15 year goal would be able to find these um, wine, these, these juggernauts in our culture that do drink wine and, and enjoy the, but don't actually have a lot of branding around it, such as LeBron James. Um, right. He had the instance this past year of drinking wine coming on site. People don't know that Dwayne Wade partners with a lot of huge vineyards as well. Um, you see my basketball showing things like that. Right. <laughs> but, I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so these juggernauts do things like that. But again, if we were to say like what accessories do they use, all we know is that they drink the wine, but not what they're using. Right. So it, to me, it does seem to like culminate everything that I've enjoyed and loved in life to be able to put mm-hmm. it together, um, and do it full time. And as far as like owning the business, I love just challenges. I love putting out fires and waking up and having to build things. So to me, it makes perfect sense and I'm happy and able to provide for my family. That is so awesome. Okay, so what is one thing that brings you joy? My son. Uh, <laughs> I'll that's an easy answer. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, when you run home and I like, get home from work or, or and, like I'm tired and you say, Daddy, like that. that's it. But um, outside of family, I would say um, doing things that people say I can't. Oh, that's I, a good I, one. I think that's what I thrive in. I don't mm-hmm. do well when I'm complacent. Um, I enjoy mm-hmm. actually quick funny story when I was in high school uh, our English teacher he looked and told me so this guy was a young kid with tattoos mm-hmm. he said if you see it to 25 I'd be surprised um, the oh, only wow. way I see it is if you're in jail so I actually go back and see him regularly as ah! my degree and <laughs> like a <laughs> reminder hey hey by the way I'm still here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so things like that um, yeah but that kind of stuff fueled me and then it just pushes me to do more and even when we started the wine accessory company people were just saying religiously like you know well wine is so saturated you know, it's the market. And I'm like, well, it's not about, you know, undersaturating or anything like that. It's about providing a, one, a quality product, but to the branding, like there were clothes before right. Nike. There would, right. you know, there was chicken before KFC, like things right. like, like this was right. all here, but these people were better at identifying the market. And then again, for providing for people that we, I can identify with, um, which right. I think helps a lot. That's awesome. Okay. So when is the last time you did something that made your life worth living? Uh, I actually went skydiving two weeks ago. What? Oh my yeah. gosh. I'm so jealous. Totally, totally <laughs> different than where we're going. But yeah, um, it did. It made you realize that there's still adventure. Um, realizing that there's adventure that you've never done and things like that is that kind of makes it worth keep going because you know there's something else out there that you'll do that'll give you that rush, that adrenaline, all that again. Right. So how do you think like when you take these breaks to go skydiving or, you know, to do something new, how does that inspire you in business? Um, it, honestly, I would say outside of like the 
cliche refreshes me and all that kind of stuff uh-huh. i think what it does it gets the creative it gets your creative juices flowing some um because you know once you land like from skydiving not only are you inspired by everything mm-hmm. but once you get back to work you do feel a sense of purpose again um because anytime i think the drone's going it refreshes the it refreshes the blood everywhere so what it does for me is that i'm able to jump right back in and you know i'm super excited about checking stuff out checking out new products talking to people mm-hmm. and it really enables you to just i think enhance that creative ability mm-hmm. um not in the traditional sense of creativity is like artistic but creative is like okay what problems that i have i'm solving problems now just because my brain was refreshed rewired restarted i love that now i feel like i need to go skydiving <laughs> that's awesome okay what do you think um switching gears just a little why do you think it's important to give back to the community um a lot of ways i think one of the key things that i i, I live through is that it's not necessarily um inspiration it is inspirational to say things to people right you can talk them up but right. when they watch what you're doing i think mm-hmm. you inspire more um, I've actually put on my, my personal Instagram recently. I said, you know, you can inspire one with words, but you can inspire millions with actions. So I think giving back to the community, you're not just inspiring those that are right there, mm-hmm. but say it's a YMCA, which I've actually done, which I love doing. Mm-hmm. Um, those 30 kids that you interact with on a weekly basis, now all of them have that bug in them, that mm-hmm. appreciation for someone stepping up in their life, and then they may get 30 kids themselves. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking huge deltas. Um, outside of that, I think we, as far as like my direct community is that there's just not enough giving back going on. Mm-hmm. We take our, we've seen people, especially I live in LA, so South LA, mm-hmm. um, shout out Central F, um, people, <laughs> people take uh, money and run. Um, you know, we run uh-huh. to the hills, literally Beverly Hills, Hollywood Hills, things like that. Right. Um, but we see the successful people stay there, um, open stuff up, do stuff like that. And I really enjoy being able to just help people re- realize that the potential that they have and watch, you know, um, you know, don't shy away. Like they see products coming into our house and then I'm sitting here like, Hey, you want some work? Like, come on over. I can help even giving work to kids. Like, don't go over there. Come over here, work with me and let me get you. I'll give you the same amount of money, whatever he's going to give you, except you don't have to hide. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Okay. What do you think has been your toughest challenge in business so far to overcome? Um, especially with the wine guys and trying to like establish this brand as the go-to for wine accessories. Um, not knowing what I don't know, I mm. think is the hardest part. That is, that is, that is the hard part. <laughs> and uh, I think a company that is, you know, we all go to college, get degrees, things like that. And not realizing that at the end of the day, these are people who are teaching, you know, theory not right. you know practicality so mm-hmm. even from a marketing standpoint which is my degrees in mm-hmm. it doesn't apply to social whatsoever um right you know we didn't learn about influencer marketing we didn't learn about cpcs there's so many things that i had to just go spend a lot of money lose a lot of money and <laughs> that's how yes. it <laughs> i get it that's crazy that you say that that's you're that's so right that, that is so right i didn't grow up in a wine family matter of fact my family's pretty dry our house is pretty dry (laughs) so it's interesting because it's so much that i have learned just being in the industry over the last two and a half years and it's like oh my god i didn't even like there's so much that i still learn um and i'm like oh well don't know what you don't know though (laughs) so what did um what did black excellence mean to you growing up so you're half black half italian what was that like something on your radar especially as an athlete i would imagine Mm -hmm. what did that mean to you um 
Yeah, it meant a lot, honestly. So I did mm-hmm. grow up, again, I mentioned Baltimore City. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely identified a lot closer with the African-American community, mm-hmm. you know, the black community significantly more than the Italian community, because if anyone is familiar with that, they are extremely racist people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so was not always the most welcome. But to me, mm-hmm. uh, one of the people that I look up to, and it's something to say even for the time period, but was Jay-Z. So mm-hmm. to him, that was the figurehead that I put as far as black excellence. So what to me it meant specifically mm-hmm. was being able to uplift a community. And I think that's kind of what I try to embody now, not be the mm-hmm. figurehead, but mm-hmm. to lift it up. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a, a significant difference from the people that we look up to and those that are lifting us. Um, so that's kind of what mm-hmm. to me it meant. That's good. When did you first realize the impact that you would have by operating in your excellence? Um, it, it's interesting. As I think social media is what did it. Is when I uh-huh. started seeing getting tagged in things where people would admire stuff that I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I realized how many people were watching, and it made me start move differently. You know, I, had, I started moving differently, mm-hmm. and I started watching what I would say. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times, you know, you get mad or angry, or whatever, and fire off things on social media about that you don't like, and. I now realize that I have to, <laughs> you know, I have to uh, keep my tongue a little more uh, censored. I guess that's what I, I'll still say those things, but yeah. try to articulate them uh, in a way that is appropriate um, and can right. make people really, okay, I understand it, but he's not, you know, spouting off cuss words and, you know, threats or whatever they deem it as being. But right. um, yeah, being tagged in and people like looking up and asking for help and people that I think I looked up to as a kid that were slightly older than me, five, six years older than me, turning around and asking me business advice or, right. um, you know, how to do this, how to do that. I had one of the women who took care of me in my community, um, shout out Miss Grant. Um, she's one of the teachers in the school who kept mm-hmm. me out of trouble. Mm-hmm. And she actually turned around and asked me to help her with things. Now, can you help me with my resume? Um, you know, and it, to me, that means more than, more than anything. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So it sounds like this concept has really, really evolved for you. What mm-hmm. would you tell your 18 year old self now? Something you know now that has been like, oh my gosh, if I had known this. <laughs> I think about it a lot. Um, I do. I think about this a lot and I actually say it quite a bit. Uh-huh. I would tell myself it, it's two parts. One, don't give a dang what people think. Um, and two is to trust your gut. Uh, uh, I like it. That that to me has been the biggest thing. There's so many times in life where I've thought about starting something, and I've been like, "Oh man, what they what gonna say about me think? back home, man? Like, what <laughs> they, right. can I go back? I can't go back around the way with you know a wine stopper. Like, what, who who does that? You know? <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> you can't drink Hennessy out of a wine tumbler. Like, what's, what's you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love so that, that. I love that. <laughs> I like it because and it's something that like we th- we don't think about it I guess and then when we get ready to do it because the idea comes it's like oh my gosh like I feel yes. like for me I was so in the same boat for me I was like my family's gonna think I'm an alcoholic because <laughs> we don't drink like that so <laughs> and sure enough, twice on Sundays right I'm like oh my goodness and the show you know showing that the family family members called like we're concerned are you okay <laughs> and I was just like uh yeah I'm fine I'm fine. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> I totally get it. Okay. So what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? The best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, this I heard from my, when my grandfather. Um, mm-hmm. He actually told me this, and he used to tell me all the time. Is um, And I saw that in a lot of what he did is just don't quit too early. Mm. Um, and I, I saw it a lot. Of, you see a lot of people that will start, I mean, from anything, T-shirt businesses, degrees, 
um, hell, relationships, whatever. They quit too early before right. they before it comes because they you know they feel that first sharp you know pinch of pain and mm-hmm. run from it. Um, but what you don't realize is pain brings beauty. So you take that first that first little jab at a gut, and then all of a sudden you turn around and you're like, whoa, okay, that was, yeah, that was worth it. So yes. yeah, don't quit too early. You are just a quotable here. Tweetable. Everything's tweetable. Okay. What is your favorite way to wind down after a long week? Uh, favorite way? I would say, honestly, um, having my girlfriend cook dinner. Um, but no, we actually we do have the wine boxes a lot of times. So uh, I get one pretty much weekly. It's uh-huh. just sampling all of them. Uh, we take oh. them out, set them out, sample them all. What's been just, your favorite recently? Um, so it came from Wine Awesomeness. Um, uh-huh. It was... Uh, Oh, what was it called? It was like a sidekick Merlot in 2017. Mm-hmm. It was like a sub $20 one. It's like uh-huh. a dark red. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like a huge sweet fan. So if that's what you're looking for, that's not really, I like more of a slightly bitter taste. And this one was, it was, yeah, this did it. Nice. I remember actually it was like a one night thing, not like a keep drinking thing. Like the stoppers were not used. I just kept pouring it. And it <laughs> <laughs> don't you love that? And you're always sad when it's gone. I have one like that recently too. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I need another bottle. Okay, so tell us something you've discovered that put a smile on your face recently. Something I discovered that put a smile on my face recently. So, I, 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 yeah, this is this is funny because I think I'm naturally intrinsically like a happy person. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things that um, put a smile on my face most recently was one of my good friends I grew up with. He always dabbled into trying out um, – Theoretically, here a podcast, sports podcast, nice. and he's talked about it for years. And uh-huh. he finally got off his butt because he's been watching me make some moves and is doing it and is asking me questions. And to me, it made me smile today when he sent me a rough draft of a video. It was nice. awful, but it was a rough draft. <laughs> You're a good friend if you told him that, though. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. said, look, here's let's help you with this. But no, he sent it over, and to me, that meant a lot. Uh, made me smile. So I'm like, he he gets it. Like he does it. He's not trapped anymore so that that meant a lot i love it such a good friend okay so i appreciate you for joining me on the black girls <laughs> wine podcast and tell all the wine friends where they can find you so you can find me personally um i'm all over social media at who is digs um that's my personal stuff but if you really want to find me shop wine guys um instagram shop wine guys facebook and then the wine guys on twitter that is us for shopwineguys.com um so yeah awesome (laughs) well thank you so much jordan thank you so much for having me it was awesome it's the word of the week all right wine friends let's talk about this word of the week aeration Aeration, by definition, is the deliberate addition of oxygen to round out and soften a wine. Now, you might be like, Shayla, okay, what? So basically, aeration is just allowing your wine to have the chance to breathe before you chug it. That's all. So you can get an aerator. You can find those at your wine stores, local shops, that kind of thing. Or you can also allow your wine to get a chance to breathe in a decanter. That is the whole point of people having those really big, beautiful glass vase-like containers on the table filled with wine. That's a decanter, guys. And what it does is just the oxygen helps to awaken more flavors in the wine when it has a chance to kind of 
just ruminate, you know? So listen, I want you to try it. Next time, before you just chug your favorite red, pour it into a decanter or use an aerator and see if you can taste the difference. Now, if you don't have a decanter, that's fine. Pour it into your wine glass just to try it. Give it a try. And let me know what you think about your aerated wine. All right? Thanks for listening. Did you love this episode of the Black Girls Wine Podcast? If so, please make sure you rate us on iTunes. Go ahead and give us five stars, review, and subscribe so you don't miss another episode of this Black Excellence.